0: Hey guys, welcome to week one of our next 90 days challenge. I am Rachel Hollis and I am gonna be teaching on the topic that I feel like is most important for all of us right now, and that is perspective. Before we jump into this session, I wanna just note a couple of things. First of all, usually when we do coaching or digital education, we have really fancy setups with a whole team of people. Uh, You guys know what's going on in the world right now, so we are not in a studio. I'm actually here by myself in my house and maybe just like you all my kids are here. So as much as I have asked people to please be quiet while I do this, there's a chance that you will hear a three-year-old yell at me at any time. We're just going to go with it. Um, So, yeah, so know that this is maybe not as professional as we usually do, but that the intention behind it is only from a place of goodness and the quality of the content maybe not the quality of the production but the quality of the content i think will be as strong as you are used to seeing from the hollis company i would ask you If you're gonna spend time watching this video and be part of this series, I'd ask you to grab a notepad just like I have, grab a pen. Uh, We are five times more likely to retain information if we actually write it down by hand. Not type it, but actually write it down by hand. So as I'm going through this, I wish in a perfect world I would have a workbook for you to download, Uh, but we moved on this pretty fast. So I'm just gonna ask you to take notes and commit to this time that we're here together. So grab a note, book, grab a pen. Hopefully you've got your water going because water is part of our challenge. And we're going to jump into the topic of perspective. I can't think of anything that's more important in starting off this challenge than discussing the idea that we control our perspective. Now our perspective is absolutely influenced by our past. It's influenced by things that are happening in the world around us, but that we are in control of our perspective is what I want us to get out of this session today. I think I have to start off with why I feel like I am uniquely qualified to teach you on this subject. I don't know how familiar you are with my work, if you've read any of my books, but I will tell you that I have, The unique um, experience of having walked through a lot of really crappy seasons. I have the unique experience of resilience, honestly. Um, Some really hard stuff in my childhood. Um, At 14 years old, I lost my brother to suicide, and I was the one who found him. So severely traumatic. I still have um, post-traumatic stress disorder from the things that I saw and went through that day. Uh, have fallen and picked myself up so many times. Have walked through really difficult seasons, and I think that there. I think that when that happens, one of two things happen. Uh, You either become a victim of your circumstance and you start to believe that the world is out to get you and life will always be hard, or you become strong as heck, right? You become a warrior. You actually sort of get forged in the trials that you've walked through, and that's really what I believe has happened to me. So I want you to know that I am not speaking through the perspective of someone whose life has been easy. I am talking to you as someone whose life has actually been incredibly difficult. And I fought for both the success that I have in my life as well as the mindset that I have right now. And just like you guys, when the world started to shift and change, depending on where you're watching this at or when you're watching this at, the world will probably feel like all sorts of things to you right now. But when the world started to shift, truly for us, Uh, was about two and a half weeks ago. And as a business owner, I gotta tell you that my first anxieties really came inside of my 60 employees. And not just my 60 employees, but my 60 employees and their families, and the health insurance that they count on, and the money that they count on, and our vendors, and I know that some of you are are professionals as well, are leaders in your company, are leaders in your family, and so you started to have some of the same anxieties that I did about where this is going and what this will mean for all of us, and I will be honest, I had about three days, three days of really intense anxiety, three days of coping in ways that I haven't coped in a really long time. So um, drinking vodka, I would I would sort of work these 14-15 hour days to kind of make sure the team was okay, because we were working virtually for the first time. And then I would have vodka and um, it was delicious. Uh, but my promise to myself years ago was that I would never again have a drink if I felt like I needed a drink. And when this all started, I I broke that promise to myself because I definitely was feeling like I needed that drink at the end of the night. And I had a few days of that, and I honestly had a few days of wallowing. I, I got angry, I um, felt frustrated, I felt sorry for myself, which I know sounds so ridiculous because I am so blessed, but I'm sure that some of you, there were things in your life that maybe you're human and you felt sorry for yourself about certain things. Maybe you're feeling sorry for yourself right now. Um, so I definitely went through that when this first started to occur. And then it's like um, it's like a switch goes off for me. It's like I give myself that moment of, of wallowing a bit. And then the skills of a lifetime of shifting my perspective kicked in and I was able to pull myself back from that place. And I immediately went into some of the tools that I'm gonna teach you about today of how to change that perspective because I've done it so many times before. So I'm really speaking through the lens of having lived through difficult seasons and so I feel uniquely qualified to tell you how to live through a difficult season. And I don't for one second suggest that I know the answers for this particular place that we find ourselves in, because who in the world knows how to tell you how to deal with a global pandemic? But I do know the habits and the tools and the things that you can lean on and cling to and practice outright when you're feeling unsure. I think that's what most of us are struggling with right now is what the heck do we do now? Right, like what am I supposed to do? And what am I supposed to do if I don't know what the future is? And what, if I, what am I supposed to do if I don't even know what's gonna be happening two days from now? This is what I'm gonna teach about throughout the next 90 days and throughout this class today. So I hope that you find it helpful and I really hope that you will share it. I hope you will take a screenshot of yourself right now doing this or you will take a picture of it and you will put it on social media We are doing this completely for free, but our goal is that a million people do it with us because we feel like the ripple effects of 1 million people all around the globe choosing joy and choosing gratitude and choosing to own their perspective would help us globally. So. That's all I ask. All I ask out of this experience is that if you find it helpful, um, you'll talk about it to your friends and your family and um, make it a group thing. Maybe you make it like a book club. And after you do this session, you connect with your friends and, and you talk about what you learned. So. Uh, Oh, and if you want a forum to chat about things, we have always had our Made for More group. If you look on Facebook, Made for More is our community. It's, gosh, I want to say it's like 100,000 people strong. And all of it is just positivity and joy and resources and people from all around the world who are like-minded. So make sure that you join the Facebook group. All right, let's jump in. Make sure that you have your, um, your notebook and your pen. And, oh, it's so bright. Well, shoot, I can't control the sun. I control my mindset, but I can't control the sun coming through the windows. If I had um, a film crew here, they would make it look less like Casper, the friendly ghost. But you guys just just go with me, okay? <clears throat> All right. Uh, The first thing that I want to do when I talk about perspective is something we actually get into at RISE, our women's conference. If you've ever gone to our conference, you know that I teach on the subject of what does perspective actually mean? And I always read the definition of perspective. So please take note here, composite if you need to write things down, but perspective is a noun and it has two definitions in, as per Google, right? Uh, The first definition is a particular attitude toward or way of regarding something. A particular attitude toward or way of regarding something. And this is what most of us think of when we think of perspective. What is your attitude toward your family? What is your attitude toward this crisis? What is your attitude toward the things that are going on in your life. A particular attitude toward or way of regarding something. The first definition of perspective is a big reason why I wanted to teach on this topic to begin with. And that's because we can only truly control two things in this life. Only two. In crisis, out of crisis, at any moment in time, you can only really control two things your attitude and your effort. Your attitude and your effort are the only things that you can control. And right now, you need to focus on both of those more than you ever have before. So, the second definition of perspective is The art of drawing solid objects on a two dimensional surface so as to give the right impression of their height, width, depth, and position in relation to each other. Usually when I'm at conference, I pull people up from the audience and I will pull a woman who is like six two and a woman who's like five feet tall. And I will line them up in front of the camera so that even though I'm gonna try it with these elephants, this is not really gonna work well. This is from Noah's room. This is a tiny baby blue elephant. And this, if you ever had a kid teething, you know exactly who this is. Um, this elephant, if you put them side by side, you can clearly see that the pink elephant is much bigger. But like we do at conference, I will actually have, the woman who's 5'1", stand way out in front and then have the camera line up so that based on, I know I'm not doing a great job of it right now, but based on what they see on the screen, the woman who's five feet tall actually appears taller than the woman who's 6'2". Another example of this is if you've ever seen someone take a picture in front of the Eiffel, not the Eiffel Tower, that could be. If you've ever seen someone take a picture in front of the Leaning Tower of Pisa, I have it too. I have taken a picture where I'm like pretending to like hold up the Leaning Tower of Pisa and actually appear as if I'm the same height as the tower, right? That's because the perspective that you're looking through when you see that picture is off. And the reason I love the second definition of perspective more than the first is because you are able to ask yourself the question is this problem in your life, is this thing that's happening, is it actually as terrifying and awful and scary as you think it is? Or is your perspective off? Are you looking at it differently? Is the woman who's five feet tall actually taller than the woman who's six two, or is it just the angle that you're looking at it from? Is the little blue elephant taller or bigger than the pink elephant or is it just the angle that you're looking at it in? I hope that you're tracking what I'm trying to say is that you have the ability to look at this current situation. You have this ability to look at the current crisis that's happening in our world right now and ask yourself, is my angle off? Is my perspective off? Can I look at this in a different way? Is there a different way to see what's happening to me and to my family and to my friends right now? And the answer is yes. No matter who you are and no matter what you're going through and no matter what you're afraid of right now, real or imagined, you can control your mindset. You absolutely can. I promise you that is true because I have made myself do it over and over and over again until now at 37 years old it feels more normal to me to choose my perspective than it does to allow the world to choose my perspective for me. See right now a lot of you who are watching this are allowing the world to decide your perspective. You're allowing the news to decide the way that you look at this. You are allowing your friends, you're allowing your fears to be the thing that controls your mindset. And I want to challenge you in the idea that you are the one who is ultimately in control of this. You are the one, you are the one who gets to decide what this season will mean. Whether you're watching this and you're single, married, Dating, whether you're a mama, whether you're a daddy, whoever you are, you get to choose how you lead out in this season. We're going to talk about it later on in our series but I believe that every single one of you is a leader. Whether you own a company or a business leader or are a leader in your family or your community or with your friends, you are leading right now. And there are other people who are influenced by you who are watching the way that you lead in this season. And so I want to teach you the question that changed my life and I want to teach you the perspective that I choose and that I have chosen every day for years and years and years. It all wraps around this thought. Is life happening to you or is life happening for you? Is life happening to you or is it happening for you? Is there a way that even the hard things can be for us? Is there a way that this crisis can be for us? And when I say this, I always tick people off. People get really angry because nobody likes to think of the hard things as being for us because it falls into this idea that, you ever heard people say, you ever heard someone say, everything happens for a reason? I naively used to say, everything happens for a reason. Before my brother died, I used to say, everything happens for a reason. And it was only because I had never walked through something horrific enough for that statement to be blown wide apart. Because I don't think there was a reason that my brother was born schizophrenic. And I don't think that there was a reason that I had to see what I saw that day. And I don't think that there's a reason that some of you are hurting. And I don't think that there's a reason that you lost your job. And I don't think that there's a reason that people all over the globe are terrified and dying and running out of resources. I don't think that there's a reason, but I think that there's meaning in what is happening to us always. Even if there's not a reason that these things happened, I do think that it is possible to find meaning even in the hard times. And so the perspective that I choose is how is this for me? How is this for me and how is this for my family? By choosing that as the defining narrative in my life that I believe that this is all for me somehow, it means that I force myself to look for meaning even in the hard things. Y'all, I run a company where a huge portion of our revenue is in the live event space. I throw conferences. That's a big part of what we do as a company. And there are a lot of people on our team who count on us making money in the live event space in order for us to still be in business. Likewise, I know there are people watching this right now who own coffee shops and salons and you were a dentist, you are a dentist and you are a chiropractor and you own businesses right now that don't have the luxury of being virtual. And you're scrambling right now trying to figure out how do I have enough revenue? How do I have enough cash to take care of these people? How do I keep the doors open when we're not allowed legally to keep the doors open because everyone's in quarantine? Because I have the mindset of how can this be for me? I immediately ask myself, immediately, how do we shift? How do we pivot? What do we do to make sure that everyone's going to be okay? And I sat in my office, you know, two, three weeks ago now I sat in my office and peed my pants and wanted to cry and had to pray a lot. And just started brainstorming. Okay, what, what can I do? And, and what else? And what? Let's think outside the box. And let's think bigger. And what does this mean? And how can we show up for our community, right? This idea of next 90 days came from me sitting in my office going, okay, what are they going to need? More than ever, they're going to need accountability because I'm going to need accountability. More than ever, they're going to need weekly lessons because I need those weekly lessons. More than ever, they're going to need someone pouring into them because, man, I need someone pouring into me. So ideas came out of that. We came up with the idea of doing our first ever virtual conference, which we never, in a million years, we never would have been able to do that if we hadn't had this situation. I would never have called my friends and said, hey, guys, I need you to band together with me. These people need a good word. And frankly, our company needs to still have some kind of revenue. And so we got to band together. and We got to do these things. I got creative. That wouldn't have happened if I wasn't thinking, how is this for me? And right now, if you're sitting in a place of fear and uncertainty, you've got to switch right now and start thinking how can this be for me. Look, I have for two years complained to my friends and complained to my husband and said that all I want is to be at home with my family. All I want is to be able to be present at home and to make more dinners and to sit around the table and to play games and I got my wish. I'm gonna challenge you right now how many people are watching me right now. And you're complaining about the fact that you're at home with your kids. And you're complaining about the fact that you can't go anywhere. And you are the same person who a month ago was complaining about how how all they wanted was rest. And how all they wanted was to be present. And how all they wanted was this craving of not having to travel so much. Now you got it. And all you can focus on is the fear of the unknown instead of appreciating what could be for you even in this mess, right? You get to choose how you view this time. You get to. And it doesn't mean that it's not without pain. It doesn't mean that it's not without suffering. It doesn't mean that a lot of the things you were hoping for or planning for like those still might be taken away from you in this season. You might have a senior in high school who's gonna miss prom this year, right? I saw something on uh, social media, um, a senior in college who was an athlete, who was saying, man, I didn't know that the last practice was the last practice. I didn't know this was the last time I would ever play collegiate sports. If you were an Olympian, training for the Olympics that now got postponed for a year, if you were planning a wedding that now can't happen, if you, like us, have had to move events that you were planning and for us have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars, just gone because we had to move events and it is what it is, right? There's still something for us in this. There's still a lesson to be learned and we get to choose that. So challenge yourself to find it. I know it is not easy, but challenge yourself to find it. I'm gonna tell you four things that you can do right now, four ways that you can shift your perspective. I hope you're taking notes. I hope you're writing this down. I hope if you are getting something out of this, please consider putting it on social, telling your friends that it's happening, giving them the link to sign up. It's free. All I'm trying to do is get as many people to join in as possible. Four things that you can do to shift your perspective. The first is to ask yourself, is this real or is this a story I am making up? Is this real or is this a story that I am making up? I've had to, I look, my, I'm using a, a stool from our kitchen as my table, so. <laughs> I'm trying to work my legs around it, guys. Just go with me. Um, I've had to ask myself a few times lately. I've had to remind myself, Rachel, how much has your life changed in the last three weeks? So we decided, we're on day 13 of self-quarantine. Dave and I made the decision pretty early. I mean, here in Texas, you know how Texans are. They're still you know, trucking, literally. And um, we made the decision to self-quarantine. We felt like that was the safe thing to do for our family as well as our community and we want to flatten the curve and man, we really want to encourage you to please stay home. Stay home and stay safe but a couple of times I start to freak out and then I have to ask myself truly how much has your life changed in the last 13 days and it has changed. My team is virtual now, that's real. I'm trying to navigate working from home with kids which is not easy I'm trying to navigate the kids feeling really frustrated. They miss their friends and they want to be back in school and that's not an option for us. Um, I'm navigating the anxiety of the world and my community and my family and my friends. Everybody's nervous and so, you know, you sort of feel that nervousness on their behalf. And I'm home a lot more. But other than that and other than the concerns that are happening in our business, what are the things that have truly changed for me. Rachel, is anyone that you know sick? No. Do you have groceries? Now, I don't have all my normal groceries, but do you have food in your pantry right now that your family can eat? Of course. Everyone happy? They might be disgruntled or frustrated in their family, but is everyone happy and well? Of course. So then I challenge myself to how much has actually changed for me. And I want to ask you the same question. How much has actually changed for you? Yes, I know that there will be people watching this who have family and friends who have been affected by the virus. And that takes on a different tone and a different view when you know someone who's truly been affected. But most of us, most of us don't yet have that in our lives. And I'm not saying that it's not coming, but let's not borrow trouble. Let's let's not worry about something that may never actually touch us personally. Not to say that it won't touch us globally or touch us as a community, but if it's not something that is right now in your life affecting you, then why are you living in fear of what it's going to do? Let's say, let's play devil's advocate. Let's go to worst case scenario. Let's say that 10 days from now, you actually, someone in your family, someone that you love does get the virus do you think that you would be better prepared to support and love on them in that situation if you spend the next 10 days stressing about what might be eating your feelings about what might be, drinking too much about what might be, staying up all night, spinning out about what might be, or do you think that you would be better able to serve and lead and show up for others if you don't borrow trouble and you spend the next 10 days focusing on what you can control, which is your attitude and your effort? If you want to know how to control your perspective, you have to start by asking yourself the very simple question of, am I making this up? Fear. Fear. You know the acronym for fear? False Evidence Appearing Real. False Evidence Appearing Real. You created the fear which means that you are in control of destroying it. You actually get to decide and you can ask yourself the question if the things... Yes, you can worry about things all day long but those are things you made up in your head. They are not real. That is why you have anxiety. You are focusing on what might be a made up tomorrow. The reality is, tomorrow might be better than today. Tomorrow might be worse than today or tomorrow might be exactly the same as today was. You don't know, but you're borrowing trouble from a made up future and making yourself sick and anxious and worried in the present. Ask yourself, is this real or is this something that I am making up? Also asking yourself in that scenario, is this a situation Is the way that I'm worried about the future based on something that has happened to me in my past? I have the sneaking suspicion that if you've walked through hardship in the past, you're looking at this in one of two ways. Remember I said this in the beginning, you're either. I know I have family members right now. The sky is falling in their world. The sky is falling. Nothing has actually happened but because of situations in their past that they keep clinging and dragging with them, they keep dragging that baggage with them into the future, then they're looking at this situation and creating a swirl storm of all sorts of problems that are not actually real. They're not based on anything. They're just like, oh, it's gonna happen because it's always happened. So I want to ask you if some of your fear and anxiety is based on past situation and has nothing to do with facts about the future. The second thing that you can do to control or to shift your perspective is to step outside of your perspective, to step outside of your perspective. The first thing that I'm going to ask you to do is to look at your current circumstances through the lens of someone else's life. One of the most valuable things is to see, The blessings that you have that someone else wishes that they had. If you're watching this right now, if you're watching this, it means you have access to the technology to watch it and internet, which means that you are doing better than 95% of the world's population. I know it's scary. I had a near breakdown two days ago because there wasn't milk at the grocery store. And I was like, I have a three-year-old and she loves milk and she has a cup of milk before bedtime and like what kind of mom am I that I didn't think ahead and I didn't get the milk and I started spiraling and the honest truth was I literally stopped what I was doing. I was sitting at the desk. I stopped what I was doing. I ran in the back. I literally went. I have a door right here. I ran in the backyard and I ran around my backyard five times. Because the only thing I can control, right, is my attitude and my effort and at that moment I was struggling to control my attitude so I knew I could physically control my effort. So my effort was I'm going to go work out this anxiety. The truth is if Noah doesn't have milk for a minute she's going to be fine. And even in that we're so much more blessed than other families who are having to very carefully decide what they're going to buy at the store. I am blessed in that I go to the grocery store and there's not a lot of stuff that I would normally buy. I'm just buying random things. but I have to remind myself how lucky I am that I even have the money to go buy those groceries when so many people don't. We donated uh, this week, maybe saw on social or I guess we'll be watching this next week. So we donated last week to an organization uh, that specifically gives um, provides meals to students in parts of Austin, I'm in Austin, Texas, to parts of Austin who are um, living at or below the poverty line, students and families that are really struggling and families who counted on school lunch as a meal that their kids would get. And now because school's out, not all schools are able to take care of their students. And so we donated money to this organization, which is such a beautiful reminder to me that I can feed my babies, that I have a roof over my head. Some of you all need to step outside of your perspective right now. Some of you are scared about a made up world that hasn't happened, while there are other people watching this who are scared about the very real reality that they don't know how they're gonna pay rent next week. There are people watching this right now who don't know how they're gonna feed their kids two weeks from now. Your fear is a privilege. Your fear of the unknown is a privilege that you get to hold on to because there are people right now who are afraid of things that are not made up. They're not afraid of a a made-up future. They are afraid of their very real truth that they're living in right now. So start to look at your life no matter what's going on in your life. I want you to look at your life through the perspective of someone else who wishes they had it. I've been there. I have been there, I have been there not knowing how to pay bills, I have been there trying to work three jobs and now some of you who were already doing that to make ends meet, now that got taken away, I have been there. And it's not easy. But it will not get better by you hiding away from it. It will not get better by you putting your head under the covers and hoping that this ends soon you get the choice to come out of this stronger than you went into it. Right? The third thing that you can do is the reminder to yourself that you are in control of the way that you view a situation and you can ask yourself better questions at the end of every day. I I tend to do this in my life, but right now more than ever at the end of every day, right now, I'm asking myself, how did today feel? Okay, you had great energy in the morning and then around lunchtime sort of things got out of hand, literally yesterday. I felt fantastic in the morning. I went on a five mile run and got a lot done. I was super productive, but by about 3.30 yesterday afternoon, I was really struggling. I was struggling with energy and I was feeling anxious. And I realized, it wasn't until the end of the day when I asked myself this question of what happened around 3.30 that I realized I had been so productive all in the morning and to the middle of the day. I didn't eat lunch, which is not like me. I just put my head down and I was doing work. And then at 3.30, I'm starving. I'm sure you guys have been there. I'm starving and I'm hangry. That's hungry and angry. I'm hangry. And so I went to the kitchen and I made myself um, tacos, which were delicious. I had beans. I had refried beans and tortillas and tortilla chips which seems like who cares, right? Like who even cares? Except that if you don't normally eat that kind of food and especially if you don't eat it in the middle of the day, then you're probably not gonna be used to the reaction that your body has. So I felt sluggish and I felt tired and my stomach was upset because I had eaten things that I don't normally eat. And then the rest of the day was thrown off on into the evening. And so I had to ask myself the question, and maybe you think that this is silly, but there's power in you sort of analyzing your day, each day, and going, when did I feel great? When did I not feel great? Okay, how do I remove the thing where I didn't feel great and put in more opportunities for me to feel good about what's going on? And for me, that shows up in, Moving my body, which is part of five to thrive and choosing good food and eating things that bless my body And maybe I need to talk to a friend and maybe I need to do whatever But if you are mindful of the fact that you get to choose your perspective Then you can be mindful of the fact that you have to choose the things that are going to help you make the right choice You have to set yourself up for success and that doesn't just happen by planning out your week on a Sunday and that happens by every single day you being mindful and focused and intentional about what's going on in your life it's why doing that gratitude practice in the morning is so important for those of you who have start today journal making sure that you're actually doing the journal if you don't have the start today journal you can do the practice for free go listen to episode 72 of my podcast and I take you through it you can do it in the notebook that you're using right now you can do the you can do the practice. But the idea is starting every single morning, having gratitude and getting focused, right? Now more than ever, we need to be focused on where it is that we're going, not just for the next week or the next month, but for this day. Sometimes just making it through this day is a lot. The fourth thing that I want you to do to help you shift your perspective is to arm yourself with examples of the perspective that you want. You guys, oh, I, whatever, if, if you disagree with this, that's fine. This is, if you disagree with this, you make your own class and do your own challenge. Here's my perspective. Don't watch the news. Don't watch the news. Every single news outlet that exists in the world right now has one objective, and that is to keep you coming back to consume more news tomorrow. You wanna know some of the businesses that are doing better than ever right now? It's news broadcast companies, it's media companies, stay informed, know what's going on, you need to know what's going on in the world, but you could go to the CDC's website, you could go to the World Health Organization's website, there are places that you can go and consume information without narrative. Understand that if you are consuming certain types of media, or if you're consuming news, you are consuming it with the narrative of the place that you're getting it from which is designed to make you scared enough that you want to come back five minutes from now or an hour from now or tomorrow and see what's happening again. So, if you want great perspective, then you have to arm yourself and consume things that are aligned with the perspective you're trying to have. Who are the leaders and teachers that you should be consuming? Maybe right now, the only thing you should be consuming is cat videos, right? Maybe right now you're just gonna watch stuff where babies laugh. Maybe you're just gonna consume things because your anxiety is something you're really struggling with and so you're intentionally gonna choose to not look at things that make it worse. You wanna make sure that you have the perspective in this season that you need. And remember, we are a combination of the five people we hang out with most. And that includes what you're consuming on your phone. So make sure that you're mindful of how other people are influencing that. Even if I know some of you are leading out right now and you're leading out in teams and on families that the people that you're trying to lead are negative. And you need to be really mindful about how that manifests for you and whether or not any of their negativity or their anxiety or their fear bleeds over onto you. And here's a, here's a tip. If you're like, no, I really love my grandma or I love my auntie and I really want to show up for them, even if they're negative, then arm yourself before you make the call, right? So, you know, if you've ever been to a conference and you know, we do five, four, three, two, one, and you jump up and down and you move your body for 30 seconds, put on a song that makes you feel strong, stand in your power pose, right? I can't stand up because then the camera will be off me, but like, wonder woman and you know your head's back and your your hands are on your hips and you have a strong stance and your boobies are out and you're just not out but like your chest is lifted right and you're standing tall and proud and hold that pose there's a great ted talk about it i can't think of who amy some amy cuddy I think her TED Talk is about this science behind this fact that if you stand in this pose and you stand with confidence, it will make you feel more confident. And then you can go into those phone conversations and you let your perspective and your joy and your attitude affect them instead of the other way around. You maintain your boundaries with these people. You love on them, but you don't let any of that negativity come in to your space. So remember that you're in control of that too it's a lot, right? It's a lot. There's a lot going on. And I was talking to my therapist yesterday and I was telling her about, you know, wanting to do this challenge with you guys and um, how the responsibility I feel in having a community and really wanting to lead well for you. And I know that there are people watching who are, you know, your mamas and your daddies and, Uh, you want to show up well for your family, and I know there's leaders in businesses, you want to show up well for your team, and I know there's students who are watching this, and you want to be a leader in your friendship group and, and lead well there. And she said, you know, Rachel, just remember that at the end of this, like you still have to allow yourself to be human. You still have to allow yourself to feel these feelings, and I certainly do. I certainly do, and I know that you do too. I know that, you're feeling a lot of things. You're feeling anger and you're feeling fear and you're feeling uncertainty and you're feeling worry and you're feeling anxiety and you're feeling these things. But you also have a choice over those feelings and you can choose to feel them and allow yourself to process what you need to, but also make the decision that you're not gonna stay here. Next week we're teaching on the topic of joy. How in the world do you find joy in this, right? How do I find joy? How do I reach for joy? What are tangible things I can do to make sure that I'm showing up joyfully in this season? You know, we have been talking to you guys, if you've been in our community for years and you know for years, Dave and I have been teaching on this idea of habits and ritual and grounding yourself every day in positive routines that really help you stick to who you are. That's what 5 to Thrive is all about. It's how do we maintain who we want to be, right? We were never trying to train you in those habits for the easy times. We were trying to give you habits and routines and rituals so that when something like this happens, when crisis happens, you're ready. When crisis happens, you get to say, man, I do not know what is going on out there, but I know that every single day I get to choose how I show up. And it starts with moving your body, and it starts with drinking water, and it starts with gratitude, and it starts with prayer, or meditation, or whatever that looks like to you. But it starts with you understanding that you are in control of this. And you are in control of this. And you are strong enough to stand back up, and stand back up again, and lead well. Lead others, but also lead yourself. Perspective is about you leading yourself in this season. And it doesn't mean that you will do it perfectly. None of us are perfect. But it does mean that you maintain the awareness that you are in control of what happens next right here. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you for being part of our next 90 days challenge. Thank you for spreading this throughout the world. And until I see you again, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you.